Hello and welcome to Social Media Weekly, episode 11th, August 2021. Social Media Weekly is brought to you by Virtual Palace Marketing, rehumanizing your marketing experience. My name is Sean. My name is Jay. This week's news, LinkedIn adds its own video meeting. LinkedIn has been supporting various third-party video meeting apps for a while now in order to facilitate users move from text to video calls without leaving their app. Just last week, they added their own native video option within its meeting platform. This will let users connect with each other without the need to download a separate app or move to a browser. LinkedIn has just been increasingly used as the default recruitment platform over the past two years and having a native video calling feature will make interviews much easier to conduct. All you have to do while in a meeting, a text meeting, as in like when you're messaging someone, is to click a button that says create video and voila, there you are. Uh, while in the meeting, while in the video meeting, you can also do the following tasks like schedule meetings to both parties, have access to messaging, screen sharing, and add a virtual background. So essentially, it's the full-fledged video calling feature, except that at the moment, it only allows one-to-one calls. LinkedIn says that it will expand to include more parties very soon. Hmm. I mean, this is, wow, okay. So at least right now, when I connect to someone, I don't need to just be his connection. I actually can really intimately connect with this individual. Yeah. So a lot, it has a lot to do with recruitment. It's like, for example, if we want to interview someone from LinkedIn, mm-hmm. right? We don't have to say, oh, uh, let's take this to Zoom or let's take this to Teams or somewhere else, right? Yep. You just hit a button and you straight away bring up the native video app. So the, the previous third party one is that the receiving end needs to also maybe either have a Zoom app or a Teams app, or you know, it leads to a browser or something. So this is a lot cleaner. It's more straightforward, less problems, more smooth, essentially, Yeah, I'd say. All right. Next, Instagram test ads in shop tabs. Right now, shop tabs is filled with posts created by business account that will that want to sell something on their Instagram. Uh, and they are following a typical algorithm of promoting products they think you like based on the accounts you follow, your interests, and other fine-tuned behavioral things Instagram knows about us that we do not know about ourselves. Instagram now is bringing is testing bringing ads to shop tabs because think about it, why not? You know that's why you're going to purchase product. I think ads will be utilized fully there, especially brands using ads will be able to make. Uh, products more visible and hopefully generate some sales. What do you think yeah. about this, Sean? I think it's good. I think uh, from the branding perspective and from the business perspective, mm-hmm. um, Instagram has always wanted to be the shopping platform. And right now, the shopping tab, if you explore the shopping tab, it's just mm-hmm. based on things that it thinks you like. Yeah, right? very true. I think having an advertisement section will help uh, brands that want to be seen push itself up to in terms of visibility and uh, and because it's focused in shopping stuff so this these ads are only focused in products selling products and uh, they are more specialized and people there are also actually already looking for have the intention of shopping or window shopping for something so the chances of them converting is a lot higher Hmm. Yeah, I just imagine though, like even for me, there was there's few times that I've came across with Instagram ads. Uh, I mean, just on their stories as well. I have I am have purchased some certain uh, items there, which sometimes I feel which is not 
really functional, but it's just that I want it, you know. Uh, but then I think just imagine if you start putting ads on the on the sh- on the shop uh, tab. Um, well, I have to watch my pocket. <laughs> then <laughs> I really gotta watch my pocket. <laughs> at the very least, even if you don't buy, at least you know they exist. So that's yeah. gotta come for something. Yeah, very true. Next up, TikTok mm. test stories format. Every social platform has stories and Twitter just got rid of theirs called Fleets and Fleet just fleeted away. TikTok also, wants, TikTok also wants to know if stories will work on its platform. Some accounts have had, uh, that have access will see a little side tab on the left side of the TikTok screen, which includes a dedicated create button to create stories in the camera. So it's pretty straightforward. Everybody already know what stories is. It's a 24-hour thing. It will disappear after 24 hours. But there are a few reasons. I think we talked about this before, right? There are a few reasons that we think why stories may not work on TikTok. The first is that TikTok is in itself already a vertical short video format, uh, 15, 30 seconds. So that is what stories essentially is. Second is that TikTok's screen layout has already been optimized for full screen viewing. Uh, I think adding the stories bubble and putting a little side side deck somewhere, it kind of takes away of that whole experience. And this is the kind of experience, TikTok already have the kind of full screen attention experience that Instagram wants to emulate. Instagram wants to steal. And TikTok adding more things onto its screen will kind of take away what what it has that is going right for them. Do you think TikTok will be the next Twitter as well? They might remove their stories? I'm pretty sure. I, I think so because, well, this is just me from an uneducated, this is my uneducated guess, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh, TikTok works well as it is. Uh, the problem with having a very good MVP is that whatever you have works so well that you can't bring anything else in it. At, at least things that are not novel, right? Stories is not a novel platform. It's, it's not yeah. a novel format. And I think TikTok is essentially an evolution of stories, TikTok mm. can actually add uh, disappearing TikToks into their content instead of introducing stories. Because, mm. yeah, so it's like if, if, if TikToks are uh, stories version two, then you shouldn't add stories version one into that platform, right? Yeah. Actually, if you think if if you put one dot to another, actually it kind of makes sense because it's an evolution, like you mentioned, it, it changed. Um, so yeah, going back track to stories back again. Um, I think they they would need to think of something to bring them to give them a little bit of a better edge when it comes to stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just see, let's just give it a couple of months and let's just see what yeah. happens with TikTok on, essentially. On the other end, I also think that TikTok creators are very experienced people and. Uh, are very creative people and very good at what they do. If they are able to make it work and if they are able to convert it into something like a new viral uh, format, then yeah, then that works as well, which is good. Yep. True. Okay. um, Next. IG scammers profit from banning accounts. Okay, uh, a report uh, from a popular cybersecurity website, Motherboard, said that scammers are using a way to scam people on Instagram by banning and unbanning their accounts. A little bit of an unorthodox method, but hmm, let's just see how. Users who want uh, certain accounts 
uh, users who want a certain accounts banned would contact their scammers. Um, they would then uh, use a verified account to impersonate a target uh, by changing their names, photos, and bios. Then they will report the, the target as an impersonator to get them banned. Of course, Instagram would believe the verified account, right? Essentially, yep, because they have the blue tick. Um, yep. Then, uh, these very people who help ban the accounts would offer a service to unban. Banning accounts would cost around $60, while unbanning would cost about $4,000 a pop. That is that is a huge money if you think about it and especially us Malaysians if you think about conversion rate it's a big hole in our pocket in a request for a comment uh, Instagram told Motherboard that they are investigating these claims and service and urge people to report those uh, they suspect are guilty of that kind of activities Instagram also offers instruction in the help center to, to recover banned accounts but in our experience uh, Instagram help centers is one of the very worst one of the worst in the world on purpose. Uh, yeah, I mean like this, uh, what I really hope Instagram like gets better at this because um, this new approach with banning accounts, uh, scammers are ev- evolving like from different, different type of perspective. But yeah, Chan, I really want to know, I want to know what do you think about this though? <laughs> I, I think it's a very interesting way of um, scamming of, of scamming someone okay think about this right um, there are thousands upon tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of verified accounts there and long time ago Instagram used to only verify certain kind of accounts based on certain criteria and yep. nowadays anybody with a million followers can get verified of course they have already tightened this thing right but it, it used to be quite easy to get a verified account and it's so easy to get a million followers. All you have to do is buy them. But whether they're real people or not, Instagram may not even be bothered to see. And I think it's quite ingenious. I mean, not that I'm I'm supporting this thing. It's a bad thing to do. But the cool thing about it is they actually use a verified account. Like for example, they use a, I use my verified account to impersonate you. And then I go, then I go tell Instagram and say, hey, <laughs> this guy is impersonating me. Ban this fella. Then... I, you get banned because maybe your brother says he don't like your face and then he pays me $60, right? Then you come to me and say, oh my God, my account got banned and I pretend to be very nice. Oh, I, pre- I pretend to be so sympathetic. I'm so sorry for you. Uh, would you like me to help? Because Instagram's customer service is very bad at dealing with all these kind of issues, but I yep. know how to work with it in such a way that I can help you unban your account, right? Then... Then I said, yeah, I can help you out. Uh, you know, I usually charge about 10000 but since your face is so nice, I'll do it for you at four. Lah. Then, 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 you <laughs> <laughs> then you pay me 4000 Then you pay me 4000 And then I'll get it unbanned from you. And I earn both ways. Yeah, I mean, like, essentially, you earn about 4060 bucks. I mean, like, 60 bucks probably pocket money extra. But yeah. still, yeah, those are big money. And this is what, we know um you see um this essentially just imagine what if people that we do not know would actually experience this and maybe not four thousand maybe even more i mean like it's scary because like you see how instagram works right now we have we have pictures of families uh family members the things that we do the place that we stay and like 
having all this kind of scammers, uh, it's a bit scary, I would say. But I, I swear, Pongo, I you gotta give them props. It's creative. <laughs> it is. You gotta give them big it, props. You know. <laughs> it is. It is very creative what they're doing. So, uh, so for everyone out there, if you find yourself being banned, um, Instagram says you should not look for all these people, third parties to help unban your accounts because chances are they are the ones that got your accounts banned in the first place. And secondly, they say that you should go to their help center and try to recover their accounts. Uh, tough luck there because Instagram is not very good at dealing with customer service. They are the worst in customer service and it's on purpose. Uh, so yeah, you are stuck between a rock and a hard place. All I can do, all I can say for our viewers out there, if you do experience this, all I can say is pray hard enough to actually get out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, Twitter testing feature that removes followers. Normal Twitter users can already remove followers from their list. All they have to do is first block them and then they'll automatically remove them from the list and unblock them so that... Um, it makes it less obvious that you don't want them around. So yeah. then, you know, if they come and say, hey, how come I'm not following you on Twitter anymore? And you can blame it on Twitter. Oh, maybe it's their system. Maybe something happened, but you actually don't want them following you. Yep. So this feature, <laughs> uh, this new feature that will allow us to remove followers is actually a simpler one-step approach instead of doing two steps. Uh, so for normal users, it's something that, yeah, you know, we can deal with it. We can use the older method, but this new one makes it a little more convenient. But for brands though, this is very useful because brands are looking at like, maybe they need to cull hundreds and hundreds of followers uh, per week or per month. Uh, there will always be followers who brands know will never be biased and don't fit into their target audience that they want. Removing followers will let brands gain more accurate metrics from potential buyers and also create a more accurate lookalike audience for ads. So uh, this idea of having more, more followers is better is actually not entirely true because if brands use uh, lookalike audience and they want to read more accurate metrics and not just the vanity metrics, then they need to actively look into their follower count and see, okay, are these people, do these people fall into the group that I want? If not, I remove them. So my so uh, my number of followers may be less, but at least they're cleaner and they're more accurate. Yep. Um, I, I guess that's... Uh, I, for me, I'm just... I, I kind of like the part where they said uh, when you mentioned that Twitter, the only way that you want to remove somebody from your following list, blocking and unblocking the person. So I think, Sean, have you experienced that? <laughs> yes, I have. And I have done it as well. So... Um, so that's, that's the problem with Twitter, right? Because I've used it for so long and yeah. I have moved away. That when I started using Twitter, it was very, very long time during the BlackBerry days. So, so I was in this uh, CrossFit gym and there were a lot of these people and we don't connect with each other anymore. So I just want to clean up my, uh, my account, you know? And Twitter don't allow you to do that directly. You know, just remove, remove. You can't do that. You have to block it in order to kick them out of yeah. your list, your follower list. And unblock them so that they don't. It doesn't seem as if I have completely disappeared or I'm and, blocking. And blocking is a very, very severe thing, right? You should yeah. blocking is always that 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 most the final level of um of unfriending someone. 
<laughs> yeah, I actually come to think of it. <laughs> But blocking and unblocking though, like then after I just be like, hey bro, you're not following me. And I, uh, I think Twitter had some issues. <laughs> yeah, you can always blame it on the system. <laughs> you can always blame it on the system because it's unblocked already. But if it's blocked, then that's a problem. So, if there is the the 10 commandments of uh, social media or, or of the 21st century, one of it should be thou shall not block anyone. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, actually, if you think, <laughs> that's good, that's good. <laughs> But then, uh, I like uh, that one more thing that you mentioned, um, that removing all of these followers, actually, it gives brands, essentially, let's just say they're looking for influencers, they want to know who are their main target audience, they can actually do more thorough research on it, essentially. And also as, um, let's just say I'm an influencer and I I want to cater to a certain uh, target market. So I can just remove those uh, unnecessary accounts that are actually following me. So in a sense that maybe it would help boost my algorithm to cater to the right audience. Yeah, uh, definitely. That's a, very, that's a very good approach though. Yeah, because on all social media platforms, right, there will always be followers who you check their accounts, they maybe have like zero posts. Yep. They follow a thousand people and nobody follows them. Those yeah. are very clearly fake accounts, right? right? And you don't need those accounts because they will never buy from you because chances are they're not even real people. Yep. True. Yep. Very true. All right, folks, that's all for Social Media Weekly this week. Social Media Weekly podcast is available on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Our full videos are available on YouTube and we post bits and clips on Instagram and Facebook. If you like Social Media Weekly, really help if you could rate and review it on the podcast feeder of your choice and on YouTube so more can re- more can discover it. Social Media Weekly is constantly on the lookout for a regular co-host to help us bring some depth to the show. If you're interested, simply drop us an email at sean, S-H-A-W-N, at virtualpeddlers.com. This is Social Media Weekly episode 11 August 2021. My name is Sean. My name is Jay and see you guys next week. Au revoir.